collective we are coming in live it is late in the east coast right now i just got back from six and a half hours of drive-in time right now is 11 44 p.m but we are still going because tonight we are joined by a very special guest none other than the one and only mr joseph russell joe welcome to the show happy to be here Coming to you live from Lawrence, Kansas. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, Jack, w- what were your thoughts when you saw those goalposts go down this weekend? Uh, you know, shit happens. <laughs> but the great security debrief. Uh, it was pretty. It was pretty fun. I didn't think they were gonna go down. Honestly, who'd they beat? It wasn't it. Was oh, it Oklahoma, Oklahoma State? State? And put a pretty, 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 pretty nice bean on them. Granted, they had their backup quarterback, but it was uh, very. Easy win, yeah. Back, uh, Kansas K State, and just getting destroyed by both. Dare I remind you two of one of the only two losses that K State has? Tulane University. Okay. Um, against a a ranked Tulane. But Conrad, I I know they were in your top four for for colleges before coming to before deciding on U Chicago. Top two. Oh, I top two. Oh, I didn't know that. Was my, I didn't know they were top two. Yeah, so I, um, I the last four that it came down to the four hats on the table were Tulane, Chicago, Emory, and UCSB. Uh, Mr. Russell was live at the event with a water gun because he was worried about being assassinated. And um, <laughs> I, uh, after careful deliberation, um, I had weaned it down to Tulane and Chicago, and I fully made up my mind the night before. Um, Tulane has always been the ultimate what if because of, um, just, you know, like there were a lot of people in my family that wanted me to go to Tulane. Um, they loved the idea of me at Tulane. Um, but I am very happy I chose Chicago. However, I would not be mad if I would have went to Tulane. That it would have been fun, especially after Jack pulled up at the end of first year, would have been fun (laughs) to, uh, just be living it up with the boys. But, um, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with where I am. Loved Chicago. Mr. Russell will end up there one day in Chicago. Um, Joe, is that right? Next year. Yes, sir. Next year. Next Once you stop summer. kicking that can down the road. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Connor, does it make you sad that you missed you missed out on being at a true powerhouse football school though? Like, um, well, seeing as you Chicago won the first Heisman, uh, we have a couple Big Ten championships and a Natty. Um, I don't really know what wouldn't qualify as a Power Five football school. Uh, Joe, I love KU, but I don't think you went to one of those either. <laughs> it's a, it's a new year, new new era, headed bowling can't complain. Yeah, I mean, I would love the potential KU versus MU bowl. I think that's a worst case scenario if KU doesn't win any more games. Um, but we're we're looking past them. MU is irrelevant. 
Um, there were no major trade. I've seen one prediction was us versus Arkansas. Would love to see a little Cambo match. See Cambo down in. I think it was Ooh. Memphis we play in. Kansas versus Arkansas would truly be a fun one. Kansas versus Arkansas. Guys, there was no major trades this week, and we have uh, a fun little segment for you at the end that we want to spend some serious time on. So we are coming right off that Monday night football game. There were so many implications in our league on that game. Um, I I am fired up right now <laughs> because, and we'll start with my matchup, in an absolute stinker with Frankie. I mean, my boys, my entire bench was on bye, literally until I dropped 49ers defense for Madison, my entire bench was on bye. Um, Frankie has just been, you know, going through it, been struggling. He had another horrible week, but Nick Folk gave him 17 points. So <laughs> it was a close one. And I iced up Kirk Cousins was keeping him kind of competitive. Going into tonight, he needed, had to have it, had to have 11 points from Chris Olave, And he delivered 10.1 points. I, I, I have to say, guys, um, I, I got home. Uh, the, the AC was turned off. Tamki was just sitting there watching the game, just <laughs> relishing in his big victory. Um, and, and, and I was panicking, guys. I, I uh, The moment I walked in, Olave had gotten hit. What ended up being his last catch of the night. He literally needed one more catch to win. The Saints were driving down the field. I'm like, any one of these passes could go to Olave, and it's over. And sure enough, I don't even remember who catches it. One of the tight ends catches it. The, the, the Ravens forget how to tackle, and he just somehow doesn't step out of bounds, goes into the end zone. Ravens drain the clock ball and oh my goodness my boys what a game i was very uh interested in that game tonight there was a lot of implications a lot of teams getting evened out um metcalf bringing it to four and five with gobble ghouls going down it was pretty much just like two teams just dragging each other down (laughs) like back into mediocrity (laughs) so that was pretty fun um it was definitely it, it was definitely a uh, separating from the pack type of week for, I would say, me and you. Like, just getting bit farther and farther away from the 500 mediocrity. Getting up there with the with the Joe Russells of the world, one, one would say. Um, the Noswads and the Telfords. It's, uh, it's, so I was like, they're looking post-standards. We have now four, four, and five teams. So there seems like there's a big gap between all the – the six and three teams, and then all those four and five teams. I, like, it's probably not going to happen, but, like, I could realistically, like, go on a sick run and then finish in a top two seed, you know? Like, that's how tight it is. And I'm at 500 right now. Well, I guess five and four. But, like, damn. Like, there's no runaway teams. Like, I'm, it's too, I'm too behind Mad Trash Pods, number one fan, and Empire Strikes Back. And you're only one behind. Like, it's very – a lot of movement is going to be happening in these next yeah. couple weeks. It's it, – uh, Will, who is getting more into fantasy every week, really was remarking tonight how these are the types of nights that just to decide who makes the playoffs and who doesn't. And I think that's so true. I mean, it, it probably will come down to um, points decided. That will be the main story. But we'll think back to, you know, why you had that record in the first place. Mm-hmm. You, you know – you managed to stave off that wide receiver getting one more catch. You managed to just barely edge out one week. Uh, you had a kicker score like 20 points for you. I don't know. It was 
it was it was a it was a special week for the league. Um, and uh, Jack, I mean, you have a daunting schedule ahead of you. I, I mean, arguably um, some of the toughest teams in the league. So I I don't expect that run to happen for you, but you I never do know. Have you in my but, playoffs, we will get to that in a bit. But Conrad, Conrad, you um, do have to remember that me winning would also bring down the top teams. Yeah. I'm look, I'm not rooting against oh. you, Jack. I'm just I'm just 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 I'm just analyzing the world as it is. Um, <laughs> now, Joe, um, we have you on because uh, you know, I think tonight it might be time to uh, bury um, the first two teams in the league. Um, you actually lost to one of the teams that was staving off burial in the Shawnee Sickos. However, um, apart from Tommy, who we'll touch on later, Along with Tommy, I should say, I think this is officially the end for Will Frankie, Joe. I mean, two and seven, his team put up how many points? This Eighty-eight. Week? It seems like he's probably headed, he's probably headed to the toilet bowl, especially with the whole Ronnie Rivers, <laughs> the everything that went down with that. I mean, that was a that was a disaster. Have fun with Jonathan Taylor. It's hard not to. It's hard not to go over this again. How much of a disaster that trade ended up being. Frankie just gutted for star power in a desperation trying to make a trade. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what's left of this team. This this team looks like an assembly of like of like everyone's like player that they were considering dropping. Oh god. Yeah, I mean really the only bright spot is Juju, Alave, and CD. And that's that someone <sighs> I mean, but if Juju is I don't think Juju yeah, should be yeah. a bright spot. I mean, great receiver for the team. Juju but... needs to be a solid bench piece right I can't now. Say so he's, he's coming on hot. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I got to say, like, I, I mean, again, this is really a week that I don't think I really deserved a dub because um, I, you know, I partly part of the trade I made with Campbell, I kind of knew I was kind of selling my team for this week. But thankfully, I was playing against this this depleted boys. Frankie, you know, we appreciate the self-imposed ban. We appreciate um, all you've done to try to rebuild your boys this year. But, um, yep, I would say that's about it for your boys. Um, <laughs> Sorry, you know, you back on the pod as a, uh, <laughs> as a neutral <laughs> analyzer of uh, maybe for what's to come. Maybe we can have you on for a Sacco special. Um, <laughs> well, well, we'll have a lot in the store for you. Uh, <laughs> We should move on right along to the other game that was decided uh, tonight, though. Um, two characters we haven't touched on yet tonight. Um, Will Tamke with a dominating closeout of the LQ Long Boys, who are really starting to struggle um, down to four and five into the mediocrity pile. Um, I mean, really what I'm seeing here is a team that, I mean, again, Joe, I think he pulled off a Solid trade against you. Uh, I mean, Eckler will still always be amazing, but Kenneth Walker truly is an RB1 at this point. Hard to deny that. Um, but, I mean, without Mark Andrews, uh, it's, it's, it's hard, to, hard to overstate um, how much Mark Andrews is kind of holding up this team every single week. Um, because the weeks that Mark Andrews has a down week, Adam always loses. The first week he doesn't have him in, he takes the L. So, um, yeah, I mean, shout out to, to, to Will for, for a, a – brilliant win i mean 
Sorry, Naheem Hines wasn't that brilliant. I think he had one snap. Um, <laughs> the, 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 the Bills said that he would be very involved in the punt return game for the game. So I'm sure that was a great indication to Will that it was all seasons go. Um, <laughs> unless he's returning touchdowns, sadly. <laughs> Thankfully, uh, uh, Kenyon Drake tonight, uh, uh, a, a totally average game from Lamar, um, coupled with a massive Kenyon Drake performance, propelled Will to uh, another victory. And Boys, I mean, as I'm as I'm sure you wouldn't be surprised to know, um, that Kenyon Drake was added off by free agency from Will from one of his, uh, you know, mandatory free agencies. Oh, I got to <laughs> fill the gap somehow. And uh, <laughs> it delivered the dub for his boys. Yeah, that was uh, that was great to see if you're a fan of Will Tampy. You know, he's just along for the ride. Um, probably just picked up Kenyon Drake because he was at the top. <laughs> you know, just a random throw in, but. Now that Kendrick Drake has been indoctrinated, <laughs> he is, he's never leaving the, he's the never way, leaving that starting lineup. That locker room culture. I, was, I think Kenyon Drake may be there to stay for Will after he sees the twenty-four points he put up. Well, seeing as Will has, I don't think Will has a leaving. free bench spot. Uh, I think that no one on his team is going anywhere for a while. Um, I do got to add, guys, as we're on the conversation of Will. Will learned recently that his sister Anne. Um, Dr. Ann, uh, she's been married for a while, but she decided recently to change her name away from Tamke. So Will Tamke, as the uh, son of an only son who was the son of a another only son, three generations of only sons of Tamke, Will remains uh, the last of the Tamkes. Uh, Betsy is still holding on to the Tamke name. That will not last for long. And uh, it's up to Will to carry on the banner, carry on the torch, or the Tamp champ will die with him. Uh, thoughts on this reality? If anyone could do it, I believe in Tamp Champ to keep on the Tamp name going strong. I know he didn't go to Texas A&M, but I'm surprised it wasn't a ring by spring type of type of deal with him. Especially, hey now, what's he has the military thing as well? I have a feeling that Will will be delivering a strong stock of young lads into this world in due pro in due time. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> the final of the games that were decided by tonight's game was Metcalf versus Cambo. Cambo needed a huge game out of Kamara after the big trade uh, for Kelsey and Najee. Um, and unfortunately, uh, Kamara kind of, I wouldn't even say regrets to the mean. Kamara had a very bad game. Um, I mean, he looked great, but the Saints offense really couldn't get anything going. Um, outside of that, uh, just a bad overall week for, from Cambo, especially when Tua delivers a solid performance. Um, uh, Jamal Williams barely touches 10 points. The rest of his team in single digits. Um, that makes five losses in a row for Cambo. He is the coldest team in the league uh, he's still in the middle of the pack, guys, because of his amazing start. Um, is there still hope? I played Campbell in three weeks. I'm hoping he's staying cold. Uh, I mean, but five losses in a row is tough. You got to think of it. I mean, Campbell has some legendary losing streaks in this league. Campbell, when he was the Martin City Hogs, I believe lost 10 games in a row one year. Well, you know what's crazy is that... I mean, how do you do that in a league with Tommy and Tim? <laughs> he was on an insane winning streak, like right until week four, like pretty much like deep into last season, and then obviously in the playoffs. But now it's like <clears throat> he's he's on a four game uh, losing streak. Like that's a quick transition for Anthony. 
uh, you know, the it was flowing gold, but now it's flowing pee. It's just not looking good for Anthony. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I think karma always comes back around. Um, I think Cambo might have been thinking some big thoughts. Um, and I think we just gave him too much with that power one ranking. Um, <laughs> that was just that was just too big of a responsibility. Um, yeah, I think Joe isn't Cambo going to be I think he's one of your I think he's your rivalry week matchup for rivalry week part two yeah I think we do play I think it was a Thanksgiving week me and Cambo coming uh, oh yeah you gotta wonder if there's still the championship the championship hangovers finally hidden he started off hot but now that championship I think it could have gotten more for Kelsey has come along we can talk that we can talk that trade well, later <laughs> Good thing he did not. Um, no, Metcalf, uh, yeah. I gotta say, guys, I, I'll, I'll touch on Metcalf again later in our last segment. But I am getting excited about this Metcalf team. Um, unfortunately, he's it still is going to be dependent on Pittman being relevant, which Pittman has fallen to irrelevance with the Colts' horrible mess they have going on right now, and he needs Deontay Foreman to. Um, be able to sustain something uh, because that game against the Bengals was horrendous. And that shows what happens when a good talent is attached to a horrendous team. Um, But yeah, I mean, he has Debo waiting in the wings, uh, Mahomes at the top. I mean, that's really what delivered this victory. Um, The Mahomes, Derrick Henry. I mean, that's, that's again, I mean, you, you can have total, you know, nothingness outside of that, which is essentially what he had this week, uh, aside from the famous Tulane prospect. Um, but it's still enough to just carry you over the top. I mean, Derek Henry got like all of his fantasy points in one quarter. Uh, <laughs> and it was, it was still just a monster game. Let's not forget that Derek Henry was, uh, Will Frankie's keeper. Um, and Will Frankie forgot to keep him, um, to the point that now he's left with a injured Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, um, we talking about Frankie? Well, we... we're still talking about Metcalf, but I'm just kind of getting another shot in at Frankie there. Oh, yeah, I was about, <laughs> I was about to say, yeah, that, that trade uh, definitely could be a league winner <laughs> for me to still be able to get value. Um, but, Jack, I'll say, I'll say I was impressed with what you got out of Jonathan Taylor trade was made in the first place but then i think frankie realized that he bet himself over a barrel with the one-up and would have just essentially handed telford the oh league. he totally did like he would have handed telford the league at that point um like literally just the keys to yeah it up. wasn't about frankie anymore it was about the league yeah uh like it's true i think he i think he uh knew that the <laughs> The whispers would start to become shouts, if you know what I mean, Conrad. Like, it was, <laughs> <laughs> like I was quite literally shouting at him over text about that trade. So, well, that's there why were I was like, whispers on my end. I, I was literally not pressed at all. I was like, I was like, this is gonna be really easy to one up, um, honestly, because just because I know Conrad is like gonna desperately like go for it. Like I said. It, <laughs> Once I got Conrad in my corner, I knew it was over. <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't even yeah, have to put in any weight. I guess I was kind of doing your bidding. 
I was kind of doing your bidding. I was, I was, I was really having to give Frankie quite a few come to Jesus moments. Um, I mean, I understand why he'd want temporary value, but there was just no excusing that awful one up. And boy, I mean, the podcast keeps making league history. I mean, let's see, let's see, let's hope we don't say any. Let's hope we don't use this Joe Rogan platform to uh, to negatively influence tomorrow's midterms. Yeah, um, it was uh, a, let, with that said, boys, if you hoping that Jack can get this out to you, boys, tomorrow morning, do not, not forget a to vote tomorrow if you have not already. Um, especially, actually, no, not especially anyone, especially all of you. You all have important elections to vote for. Get out there, boys. Um, <laughs> moving on now for my lib lecture, um, <laughs> Noswad and Telford. This game was kind of buried because it just ended so quickly but this is the story of the week zach oh, Telford, who had been on a seven game winning streak i mean let's let's be let's be fair here he was already waving the flag saying look i'm probably gonna lose this week i got a lot of boys on by and he's giving a little um, and yeah 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 setting up his own excuses i mean yeah to be fair he had chub out which is huge um i think he had enough talent left to win, but clearly that would not have mattered because um, pretty sure Noswad set the league record for this year with 175 points. Um, and the big thing here for me, well, there's two very, <laughs> honestly, three storylines I'll pick here. Um, the Justin Fields signing. Justin Fields gets the most rushing yard NFL history for a quarterback. I mean, how is that not... How has that been lost already in the shuffle of everything else? I mean, Justin Fields is here. Whether or not this will translate to him becoming a franchise QB, he is absolutely a must-start QB in fantasy. Uh, Noswell, I'm sure, is going to be holding on to him for dear life so he doesn't have to start Brady's crusty ass at the top of his lineup. Um, but if he, he if he is in your another league, I will heavily encourage you to trade for him right now. He does have a very bad playoff schedule, but... I mean, if you need some wins right now, um, I mean, maybe don't trade for him now because of that crazy game he just had. But uh, these rushing yards will continue to be consistent. Um, it might be too late on him. Travis Etienne, who he got, as we know, for Tyler Conklin. Um, I mean, this is – this. I don't think this is even his ceiling. This is a – this is what we can start to expect from Etienne. Noswell just stealing a solid RB1 from Tommy. Um, and then Devontae Adams – after a one catch for like two yards day um, comes through with a massive 31 point day, spent mostly almost entirely actually in the first half. Um, Noswad is officially here. He's at the top of the league. Uh, how are we feeling? Boys? Um, you know, it's good to see uh, a re- you love to see the, a bounce back year after being down for a couple um, you know, it's nice. It's nice. Uh, I'm definitely not necessarily scared of his team. I am place. I am facing him next week and I look, I took a peek and I am projected like 10 points more. So I definitely don't think he's necessarily ran away with it. Um, it's really just going to come down to if Justin Fields can maintain, right? Like if he can do that because of just the insane yeah. value. Well, he's he playing the lines next the week. Trade, yeah, no, next week is going to be a barn burner yeah. for sure. Like, I'm definitely going to start Swift in my flex. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I might start him at – no, wait, I have to start him as my RB2. Um, regardless. I don't know. I'm pretty 
I'm not terribly scared. It should be a good one. It's probably going to be the matchup of the week, at least for playoff implications. Um, so, yeah. Joe, how do you feel about living under I'll say I saw something. tyranny? I saw some this week. Fields has been the QB one for I think it's the last five weeks, four weeks or so. So it seems like it's a uh, pretty sustainable, mm-hmm, pretty for mm-hmm. real, not just a one hit wonder guy. Seems like he's got a lot of a lot of guys on his team are just like big boom guys, just guy number one guys on their team. So I feel like he's definitely got the potential to put up some number, uh, some not, some more big weeks. But like Jack said, I don't know if I'm necessarily scared of scared of him if I see him in the playoffs, but. I think we could see some other, mm-hmm, some more mm-hmm. one fifty plus point weeks. Let's be very clear about this. If if Justin Fields can put up twenty points a week, I think Noswat has to be the favorite to win the championship. Um, it, I think Etienne is here to stay without an injury. I think Aaron Jones, no matter what happens with Green Bay, I mean, a big issue right now is Aaron Jones is great and they're not running the ball. So if there's one thing that Green Bay is trying to fix, it's giving Aaron Jones the ball more. Stephon Diggs and Devontae Adams is the best one-two in the entire league. I mean, Noswell has the best wide receiver one and the best wide receiver two. TJ Hawkinson clearly looking great in Minnesota in a better situation. Miles Sanders a very good flex, um, as has always been Noswell's issue. Very thin bench. So it's probably going to come down to health and Justin Fields. And beyond that, of course, just uh, any bad week in the playoffs. But um, – yeah, spoiler alert, I do think that Noswad is the uh, odds-on favorite to get his third golden jacket. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I definitely think that he's got a shot at it. It's really just going to come down to, like, injuries. Like, if one of his players goes down, he's he's SOL, you know? Like, if Diggs or Devontae yeah. goes down, should, he really should. has no wide receiver, too. Like, then he has to start Curtis Campbell... And then it's just bleh. But look, I, I, I don't blame <laughs> you for gutting all your wide receiver debt, de- depth if you're always going to be starting Diggs and Devontae. Um, yeah, he's risking the injury. But uh, yeah, um, I, uh, I uh, wanted to touch briefly on Telford. Um, should Telford be worried at all about this week? Um, is this just, uh, you know, uh, 93 points, you know, decent bye week, take your L? move on, um, or is this exposing some cracks in Telford's system? Um, I have one candidate for a crack in the Telford system, which is, unfortunately, because I have him in another league, I think Leonard Fournette can no longer be considered uh, an RB1. I, I think he's a solid RB2 mm-hmm. because he still has a backfield to himself, but it looks bad. Does he? he? I feel like not- he's been splitting snaps a lot recently. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's true. I mean, uh, I was just say during the game yesterday, it seemed like he kind of got benched and he was uh, kind of pissed off on the sideline. So yeah, it seems like he's not like the clear lead back in Buccaneers at the for the Bucs. So a little concerning for Telford. Well, I I I do know that Rashad White um, was playing near the end. Um, I think a big part of that's probably because Fournette just isn't kind of like Derrick Henry. Um, Fournette isn't really a guy you'd have out there in the passing game, um, but. No, I mean, that's that's definitely true. I mean, um, look, I think the best thing for Fournette is if the Buccaneers can get back to their winning ways, which this was a good start for them. But, um, yeah, I think that was kind of Telford's secret sauce was um, was having Chubb at his, as his RB2 
But now there can be no doubt that um, Chubb is looking more like a hero RB for him. Um, the rest of the team, um, you know, if if Fournette continues to play like this and if he gets boxed out more by Rashad White, the Bucks can't move the ball on running game, um, then Telford really doesn't have other options because he has uh, Tony Pollard, who, as good as we all think he is, is completely dependent on Zeke being out and uh, Edmonds, who is on the Broncos running back staff. I don't think I need to say much more than that. Uh, any final thoughts on Telford's team? Um, I st- I don't know. I think it'll be good. If Leonard Fournette can come back on as a pass catcher, he'll be chilling. Um, I don't know. I do think that Cooper Cup and Nick Chubb can carry you to a championship this year. So I guess we'll see. I'll say I'm the biggest anti-Tony Pollard <laughs> there is as a, as a, de- or as a Zeke guy. Every time Jerry Jones talks about how uh, Zeke's still the number one I mean, it has to be. It has to be. <laughs> yeah, it's all dependent on just Jerry Jones's ego that's just lifting your boys up. I'll, I'll forever connect Ezekiel Elliott, Jerry Jones, and Joe Russell together as a one-minded creature. Um <laughs> Yeah, uh, Jack, um, you know, your throat's hurting tonight, uh, and uh, we appreciate you coming on the pod. Yes, sir. Appreciate you continuing your service to the league. Um, and, uh, you know, it looks like your service has been rewarded by uh, finally uh, getting back on track against Tommy in a week you had to have. Uh, you had a very solid week. He was a uh, – he was an up. I was an upset pick for a lot of people this week. I think um, – <laughs> Tommy's been giving a lot of people the business recently, and I was finally able to stave him off. Like, <laughs> I know he's been he's been kind of hot recently, so just to be able to get a nice solid win, not like a ninety five point, nothing to flashy, like seventy five point. Like you know, I broke one fifteen. Like definitely, like I mean, this it. is your first game with Justin Jefferson. That's true. Uh, this was, in my opinion, this is, in my opinion, what you can expect out of Justin Jefferson. He has been being kept out of the end zone for a very long time, um, so it was nice to see him get another touchdown. But um, just in general, I mean, Jefferson's always good, it seems, for at least uh, six receptions and at least 90 yards. Um, and, you know, uh, you if, if, if DK has any value, I think you were kind of carried by the situation with Joshua Palmer. Oh, yeah. It's a little discouraging to see – Kyle Pitts dropped those passes, had the he passes be overthrown. He had, did um, you see that air? Yeah, he dropped, the, he dropped a big one. He didn't drop one. They were overthrown. Yeah. There was there was two that were overthrown. There was one that was right. He would have been a 70-yard touchdown catch, and he dropped oh, it. I guess I'm, I only saw the overthrows. Um, did you see the air yard stat, Connor? <laughs> oh, my God. What was the air yard stat? He had 27 total <laughs> yards, but it was like 202 air yards. Joe, what are your thoughts on these advanced analytics that Jack's always trying to pull on us? This seems like a very Jack, Jack thing. Just I am a data analytics man. I mean, yeah, it very much makes sense. <laughs> all it's the reason I got into this master's program. I'm sure it's just because of all my savvy knowledge. Um, now, I mean, Pitts. What's... The potential has always been there. If you're watching any of the tape, it's just like. Holy shit, they do not want to throw the ball. Like, if Mariota was throwing the ball 30 times a game, I'd be chilling, you know? But it's like the fact that there's been 
consistent. Yeah, he's rarely hitting 20 throws a game, even in the games that they're losing. So if they decide to change their game plan or finally bet, I mean, I'm sure at some point Desmond Ritter is going to come out, but I don't know. I think it's definitely a hold right now. I got Isaiah Likely, who I'm probably going to just going to continue to start since uh, the Mandrews is out. So I don't know. I like the team this week. I think uh, I got a lot of potential moving forward. Mainly because did y'all watch major Conrad? Did you watch uh, the Thursday night game? Oh yeah, oh yeah. On my drive to Charlotte, I was unsafely having that screen <laughs> on in the background. You like the uh, Damian Pierce play? Amazon Prime app, baby. Uh, which one? Just oh, just like his play in general. Oh, I mean, yeah, he looks great. Look, <laughs> we've already established this, Jack. Damian Pierce is good. All right, he looked great. He didn't get any touchdowns, but he looked amazing. Um, and hey, I, I, I uh, in my pick'em league, I had Houston in that game. Right. Um, score made it seem more distant than it was, but Houston still did not let Philly cover. Um, guys, uh, and also shout out to Josh Allen for taking that L against the Jets. Big time, um, big time, guys. I, I, my second official burial is going to Tommy. Now let's let me again <laughs> preface this. With both Frankie and Tommy, they are both now two and seven. If they if they win out, uh, they would be seven and seven. And I think the high scoring seven and seven team will probably be uh, be making the playoffs uh, as the six seed. I think that's likely at this point with how the league is just kind of starting to middle out a lot for the bottom like seven teams. Um, but uh, that requires winning out and. Um, much like Nick Wright, who is willing to call massive things before things are all finalized, I think it's safe to say um, that uh, these two teams are buried. Uh, Tommy um, really just never got it going this season. Um, uh, hey, we're hoping to have him on next week as our final uh, final guest before we start getting the repeats on. Um, maybe he'll be coming off a win. Maybe he'll have some kind of reverse narrative to say here. Um, but look, right now this is just looking like a team that is going to, as we've been saying, ruin a lot of teams' playoff hopes and <laughs> probably kick someone's ass in the sacco and make them run a, <laughs> a beer 5K. Um, but just too many losses, um, too many just I'm just disappointing weeks, uh, some weeks with bad start decisions, the one awful Conklin trade. I mean, imagine Tommy's team right now with Etienne. Um I mean, it would be flush with running back talent. Dalvin Cook, Josh Jacobs, Ramondre Stevenson, Etienne. I mean, he could have banked any of those guys in to fill um, his wide receiver one hole uh, with uh, – oh, wait, he had Devo Samuel. Maybe his QB hole. Oh, wait, no, he had Josh Allen. Uh, Tommy just self-inflicted wounds here. Nothing else to say about that. Yeah, yeah. Conrad, I mean, it's the same thing with Tampke. What were you saying? It's not about his team. It's about the manager. It does show that you can't just sit on it the entire year, you know? It's not a... Conrad, are you taking partial blame for this as the draftee of Tommy's team? Uh, No, I do not, Joe, actually. As I just stated, uh, I love this team. I just think that Tommy's been a little mad trash at managing it. Um, uh, I do not believe... I do not believe leagues are one in the draft. As I've stated before, just to reemphasize this point, uh, if you if you fill up uh, these ponds with the same water, 
and you keep one running and the other one's still, the one that's running is going to stay fresh. The one that's still is going to fill up with bugs and algae and maggots. And um, <laughs> that's that's what's happened to some of the teams this year. Um, look, I, I honestly... I honestly think that uh, I honestly think that uh, I was looking at photos of Tommy back in January 2018 in Guatemala. It was a good reminder about why he's in this league. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean Tommy, we, we, we love you, we missed you, and uh, hopefully you'll all be hearing Tommy's sweet voice um, on the pod next we'll week. We'll definitely be um, hammering him to close out. But we'll close this one out with um, with our guest's game, um, who actually, again, he had a solid game, uh, 102 points, Joe. Um, so your team continues to perform with an actual 100-point f- uh, floor, unlike some people. Hey, I hit, um, hey, I hit my floor, But you Connor. fell victim. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you were about you your own team, Connor. <laughs> DJ's voodoo curse. Diche said on the pod two weeks ago when his boys were one and six and just down in the absolute dumpster on a six-game losing streak that he will be back when his boys are 500. We said it last week. He's on the road. He's done it again. 133 points led by Mr. Joseph Biden Mixon. An insane <laughs> performance. 53 points against Joe. I mean, Joe had no response for that despite – some big performances out of his boys, Eckler Hertz and Tyreek Hill. Um, I mean, Joe, when you saw that Mixon number, did you just immediately wave the white flag? I mean, I'll be honest. So I was playing Mixon in two of my oh. leagues. Did catch a dub in the other no way. somehow, but there's not much you could do when a guy puts up three points. Uh, like I said, I was looking at the matchup. None of his other guys really put up a ton of points. I think the next highest score was like five yeah. points, but. <laughs> Like we were saying, when one guy scores on the points, there's not much a, not much your team can do. I mean, hey, some may call me a master chess uh, chess man for moving uh, an important piece uh, in an important matchup to uh, to defeat the teams that are above me in the standings. Uh, many are saying this. Uh, I uh, yeah, as you said, Joe, Declan's team honestly had a pretty average week with Joe Mixon exploding, just elevating his boys to greatness. Um, and yeah, he's, he's well on his way. Um, Joe, you now join me at, uh, six and three. Um, we are alone at six and three as, uh, Telford and Noswad are at seven and two. Um, are you feeling comfortable at coasting into the playoffs though at this point? I like where my team's at. I think I told Jack this. My team is kind of carried by my big three of Hertz, Eckler, and, and Tyreek. So as long as those guys are getting 20-plus weeks, I can't be too mad. Usually I'm going to be at that 100 range, kind of then just banking on some other guys to put, get a touchdown or something like that. Uh, hoping when Hollywood Brown comes back we'll be in better shape. But I like where my team's headed into the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, i got to be honest, Joe. I mean, you, you definitely – yeah, you you definitely have a have a few weak points, um, and Joe, I honestly, I mean, this is going to be a could maybe considered an insane off the wall take, but if there was one move I'd be looking to make if I was you, I would package Hertz and someone that you think would be a good sell high for when Deshaun Watson comes back. I know it's a gamble. I know Hertz is literally the fantasy, uh, well, literally uh, MVP candidate this year, but that's part of the reason why I say that. I mean, I know you kept Watson just for the sake of the keeper 
But, um, I mean, maybe give it a, a week. I don't know if you'll have that time with the trade deadline. But um, if you if you end up – I mean, if Watson ends up returning and starts immediately delivering like a 20-point week, I would, I would look to move Hurts because I think that um, – I mean, maybe like looking at your team, tight end is definitely your biggest weakness. Um, maybe wide receiver two also – um, uh, unless Hollywood comes back strong. Um, I think, I think that simple trade, if you're willing to bet on Deshaun Watson, which isn't a bet that a lot are willing to make, but we've seen his talent. Um, I think that could immediately propel your team to a golden jacket level. I agree with you, Conrad. I'll say on the record, Jalen Hurts, I'm open to listen to offers for anyone. Uh, like you said, I think that's the difference in my Kick me in the ass, but it might be also illegal. Oh, yeah. So you got, I'm willing to you roll those you know, take it yeah. for running back to a wide receiver. Just imagine Joe winning the league with Deshaun Watson at the top of his roster. Oh, God. <laughs> Such a good yeah. look for the league. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Now, uh, the the segment that we have been waiting to get to you um, is uh, we're, we're holding off for the power rankings for now. Might get to that next week. Might wait for a while. But um, we want to, for the first real analytical time during this year, talk about the playoffs. Um, as we said, things are getting tight all over the league. Um, we now have a, uh, a convergence of Tambo, Adam, Metcalf, and Tamke all being four and five. Um, we have a separate, you know, battles with me and Joe. Telford and uh, Noswa, Jack kind of doing his own thing in the middle. And then I um, joke and then clown have... to the left of me, <laughs> Joker to the right. Here I am. <laughs> and then you have the great race to the bottom between Tommy and Frankie with Diche as a don't mess with him right now. Uh, I think I have to play him next week. So I'm a little scared of that. Anyway, what we wanted to get to today, uh, and Joe, we're pulling you in for this one. Um, we are doing a, uh, all of our personal predictions of, this isn't necessarily our own power rankings, but just based on a look at the schedules, looking at, you know, all things considered, looking at the current records where each team will be seated in the playoffs, um, by that end of that week 14. Um, again, this says nothing about who will win, who are the best teams. Um, this is just, this is just an analytical look. So we're going to go, uh, Level by level, we'll start with number with our number ones, working down to our number sixes. Okay. Um, all right. Well, I'll go first. Um, my sixth seed is uh, Riley Metcalf. I believe that of those four and five teams, um, I believe this is the only four and five team that I have making it to the playoffs. Um, yeah, I think that Metcalf's team is the best of them. Um, I, again, as I said, I think – Mahomes is going to continue to put up these 25 to 40 point weeks. Honestly, I know that's a huge range, but I feel like we're going to see that range sustained. Um, I really like Debo coming back and just complimenting this team. I really like betting on either Pittman or Deontay to be able to bounce back and be able to be absolute strong starters. And yeah, I think Henry's just a, a monster. So um, I have Metcalf finishing as a strong six, as a scary six. And as my lock it in six, I have a I have the same finish, Conrad. I have Metcalf at my six as well. Um, I don't think it's going to be far and away though. Like I definitely see him being tied with someone or like one 
win edged out for him. Just because yeah. of how tight it is right now. Joe? I actually am going to change it up a little bit. I got the LQ Long Boys supporting my fellow Wyco man. Uh, yeah. Sneaking in at number six. I think he's got a lot of guys between Kiz Walker, Hopkins, uh, and then obviously it all depends kind of when Jamar Chase comes back. But I think he's got a lot of the guys that can pop off, uh, go on a nice little win streak in the season and get in at number I six. I really uh... – he, he was a, he was my guy there too until I had to erase him and put Metcalf. Yeah, I think I think Adam is uh, probably the second best of those four and five teams. Actually, I would say definitely at this point. I think there's kind of a gap between Metcalf and Adam and Cambo and uh, Tanky in just general talent level of their teams right now. Um, I think that Adam will fight till the end, um, and it'll just be devastating as. Uh, he ends up, you know, uh, Metcalf right now already has a 70 point lead. Um, and a quick check shows that he expanded that by seven, by six points this week. Um, yeah, I think that's a good candidate to come down to a tiebreaker. Um, not too offended by that one for my number five. Uh, I have none other than Jack Spencer finishing at number five. Um, (laughs) I, I will happily defend that if anyone has an issue with that. Um, I know some teams think that that's too low. Some teams think that that's too high. Jack with a very polarizing young team. Look, at the end of the day, (laughs) Jack's team has Josh Allen, Damian Pierce, and Justin Jefferson. I I really – I mean, that's the case for why they will make the playoffs. I think it's enough to have enough wins to string together to be able to go into the playoffs. However, um, I do not think that Jack goes on a run. I think Jack has a very – Difficult schedule going forward. I'll actually just read those teams out so you don't just have to take my word for it. Um, <laughs> Jack has to close out the rest of the season facing against Noswad, the number one team. Uh, uh, surely Hungry, Cambo, who Jack once ranked as the number one overall team. Then he plays against me. Then he plays against Metcalf, who will also be Hungry. And then against Telford, who has long reigned at the top. So I could see Jack dropping Every single one of those games, I don't think he will. Again, I think his team's good enough that they'll probably close out three and two uh, in those sets. But um, yeah, I think the schedule is the main reason why I have Jack finishing uh, not higher than five. Yeah, damn, this is gonna be a hard uh, finishing for me. But you know, we can again, Conrad. If I'm playing all the good teams and I manage to beat them, like then their rankings drop. You know, like it's not just in a bubble. You know, like if I'm beating all the teams who are currently above me, then I should also be able to like. Oh yeah, for sure. And like I can. If you uh, I can if, if you win out, then <laughs> yeah. you probably get a buy. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 So you never know, but um, but I guess that's the whole point. Uh, at my five, Conrad, I had I actually had you, <laughs> just because I wanted to put my. Oh, I just wanted to. Okay. I just wanted to put myself above you. <laughs> um. Because, I mean, you know, it's just, it's just how it's going to go. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. I don't really have anything to defend that. I was just kind of going off vibes. You have no reason why I'm your five. Okay, fine. If I have to give a reason, I think it's because you made one too many trades and, like, now aren't as stacked as you should be or as you could be. I think it's fair. I think I gave up the double-headed monster at RB, and now 
and taking a risk with Najee. Um, okay, Joe, who do you have at five? I also have Jack. Mm. Uh, agree with you, Conrad. I will say, uh, I don't know how serious, but I saw that uh, Josh Allen might be hurt, so a little concerning going forward, but kind of agree with David. I think Jack will probably win two or three going forward and uh, kind of sneak Yeah, kind of sneak I mean, if Josh Allen misses, like, seed. any yeah. time, I'm screwed. Um, like, I would need him to be healthy in every game, or else it's just, it's just not going to be good. I mean – Jack, famously, the the Buffalo Bills uh, are the team that made it to four straight Super Bowls and lost all four of them. So sure. with Josh Allen at the helm, you seem like a prime candidate to be able to to pull off the unthinkable. Um, <laughs> at coming in at our number four, um, I have my other guest today on the podcast, Mister Joe Russell. Now, Joe, if you've been listening to the episodes. Um, Clearly, you haven't been listening to all of them because I, I think you might be a little more uh, uh, less of a fan of the pod. But there's been several moments where I've called your team fraudulent. Um, I believe that your team was inflated. Um, I've given your team a lot of it. Oh, I've, I've heard it. <laughs> I, I've given your team a lot of flowers throughout the year for all its boom potential and being so scary. It's a little different now. Um, your, your team's just kind of switched a bit with injuries and a couple trades. Um Definitely uh, giving up Jamar with Tyreek. Um, that's not a scary, but Eckler gives you a stronger floor. Um, again, I think if you make that trade, I think that you have a chance to just go to the moon. I mean, that won't do you any good for now, though, because Watson's still suspended for a few more weeks. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, this is uh, this is about where your team finds itself now, I believe. Um, oh, no, it'll be at three. But yeah, no, I, I, I think that um, when it's all said and done, um, I think that you come in at a four, um, definitely nothing to, uh, sneeze at. I think your team is very solid and, uh, yeah, make that one trade. And I think that your boys are ready to go on a run. Yeah, I think, uh, I like Joe's team a lot. I have myself at four. <laughs> I don't really have anything to add. I just want right. to put myself above Conrad. <laughs> Well, Jack, you can keep doing that in your fantasy. <laughs> I also, I also have Conrad as four. Pretty much the same reason as Jack. You have Conrad at four. <laughs> <in front of> Conrad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I have Conrad at four. I'm, I'm sort of the same to put myself in front of Conrad. Nice. I love to hear that, boys. Nice, uh, nice, nice. <laughs> maybe we should have, maybe we should have had like Tommy on for this for this segment. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, so getting in now to the juicy stuff. Number three. Now, it sounds like you boys have a unified one and two, but this is where I differentiate. I don't think we... My number three is the pod's number one biggest fan, Zach Telford. I believe that Telford uh, has some tough games to finish out the season. Look, um, I'll take another look at his schedule real quick. Um, Going against a starving Gabagool team, a powerful White Coast finest, starving LQ Long Boys, Kill a city time champ, I mean. All right, I'll give you that one, Telford. And then closing it out against Jack, who will probably still be fighting for seeding, if not a playoff spot at that point. Um, Telford, I think, is going to have it a bit rough as it goes. Um, I really think that Fournette um, has kind of fallen from the graces of fantasy. Um, I don't think that, again, this team just – I continue to look at it and just not really – 
be that impressed. Um, I for, for for its record, I mean, I think it's a solid team, but uh, yeah, I I don't think that this team um, I don't think this team sustains its what it had in that seven game win streak. I think it was great and it was enough to get Telford into the playoffs as a solid three. I got a I got Telford at three too, Conrad. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Well, okay, Jack. It's a little spicy. It's a little good news for Wyco's finest. If you've been paying attention, Joe. You know. <laughs> unless unless you got Tamki at number two. I actually <laughs> have myself at three. <laughs> what do you have at number three? So Joe, it seems like you. Yeah, yeah, he had himself. Ah, you have yourself. At two I have myself at three. I feel like Tyreek's lack of touchdowns gives me a little less of a boom potential. I feel like I'm always a solid 100-point score, but less of a 150-type score. So, like, three is a very solid spot. I, uh, now getting you know, I really like your team. I wouldn't be uh... – Conrad, can you bring us to number two? Getting into those crucial bye weeks, coming in at number two, we have no one another but Conrad. Mojica, oh boy. simply because I'm him. Here we go. Um, guys, I don't know what to say. I, I I held off when Jack said this. I think that my team is optimized for a deep run at this point. Look, it is a little dependent on Najee uh, booming, but I think Travis Kelsey is going to continuously carry this team, uh, give it that extra juice it needed. It was missing something until I got that Kelsey trade. Uh, the tight end was dragging, and now it's become – uh, perhaps my team's greatest asset. Um, look, I definitely recognize um, the uh, the you know there's there's some questions here. Can Jerry Judy keep being a decent flex piece? Will Saquon be able to meet his quarterback like numbers? Projected twenty three point three next week. That is insane. Will uh, Warzone Kyler Murray be able to continue his greatness? I finally have a team that I truly believe is set for the playoffs. Um, of course, I'm always open for trades. Who knows? It might totally change. But I truly feel happy about all my positions. Um, and yeah, my team after this week is up to... Uh, well, it's actually... It stayed at number four, but it's tied with Joe uh, just on points. Um, yeah, I think if I can register uh, the wins, I can kind of just forget about the, the points scored, which my team is doing fine anyway. And, uh, yeah, I think I will close it out at the two seed. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, Joe, I had you at number <laughs> two. Um, I thought your team was – I think your team's really good, and I totally believe that Hurts and uh, Eckler and Tyreek, if all of them stay healthy, you are in for, like – you're in for a ride. <laughs> I, mean, I, think you, I, I think you're pretty well set up. Hollywood, too. That would be very nice. I, I like where my big three's at. I think those three can carry me to at least, like I said, 100 plus. And as long as we get a touch, yeah, touchdown totally or two totally from somewhere else, it's going to win. So who do you? Uh, nice. At, my, nice. at my number two, I had Telford. I think like Gino has proved that he's actually legit this year, which is a funny little turn of events in the NFL. I mean, Cooper Cup and Chubb, it's a pretty solid big three, so. Like he's firmly planted himself as the number two team. So, uh, well, guys, <laughs> it's become clear. <laughs> it's Naswad's world, and we're all living in the it. The kiss of death. Uh, <laughs> and l- let me be clear: if it wasn't clear from our reactions, which I think it was clear, we did not know what each other's 
rankings where we do not consult on these, unlike our typical composites that Jack and I do before the pod. Yeah, the consensus number one for us right now is Noswad. He is not the runaway in the standings right now. Um, as I said, he is, he is um, you know, he just jumped actually two spots up to number one after this week. Uh, at the time of this podcast, ESPN still has him at number three. Um, but really, I think, again, I, I think I touched on this earlier in the episode um, about why we all have him at number one. Um, it's, rely- it's a bit reliant on fields. Um, it's, it's a bit reliant on, um, you know, the, uh, the no injuries because his team's so shallow. Uh, let me also add that a big reason that Nafa got so many points this week was because his defense also got 26, which of course is not at all sustainable. Although shout out to him for snaking the 49ers defense from the waiver wire for my boys. <laughs> yeah. Noswad's team, Noswad is a relentless fantasy owner. I think that if it wasn't for some extra things that I do for the for the league, like, you know, the pod and, you know, just organizing a few other things, I think if not for that, I think Noswad's probably the person who spends the most time on this league. Um, so he definitely deserves it. Um, I don't think that he will win the championship, however. I uh, don't know if, uh, Jack, you said you made a bracket. Uh, yeah, no, I did not have him winning the championship in my bracket. I actually had Telford, um, but, uh, which I'll, uh, I'll we can do a nice bonus spot right here. I can read out. So I had Metcalf, so I had Dawson getting a bye, Joe getting a bye, and then I had Metcalf and Telford playing each other. And then I had you and me playing each other, Conrad. So I said, I win versus you. And then I lose to Joe. And then I had. Telford beating Metcalf, and then Telford beating Dawson, and then I had Telford beating Joe. So if this happens, I got my money on it. But, uh, you know, a little – just put putting that pen to paper right now. Um, yeah. What do you guys think about that, Conrad? I know you're probably not too happy, but – Well, Jack, uh, you have proven to me that you can beat me in the playoffs. Um, so I actually – if that's how my season ended, I wouldn't be too surprised. But um, I, uh, yeah, I guess I kind of disagree with too much of that. Um, <laughs> I still think we're we're overvaluing Joe a bit here. <laughs> no offense, Mister Russell. Um, I think that I think that this under, undervaluing <laughs> these 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 boys are inflated. Um, and um, again, again, now this is the rosters as they exist now. This is assuming no big waiver acquisitions, no big trades. Um, because I think at this point it's kind of safe to assume that not that much will change, but maybe not actually because of how just much the one-up has just transformed how mobile teams are now. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna put out my, um, seedings, how I think the playoffs will play out yet. I think that's for another show. (laughs) Um, but, but Jack, good to hear how you're feeling. Good to hear that in your, even in your greatest imagination, you still lose in the semifinals. Yeah, not in my great. I mean, there's a difference between being hopeful and realistic. Personally, I think I do have a good enough team to go all the way, but I don't think I will. Um, it's just it doesn't have that magic of the past three years. Like it never got the like Michael Thomas year, Lamar Jackson year. The I mean, I guess I get the Damian Pierce year, but that's like about it. Like I don't get any. That's I mean that's a big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack, Jack, are you collecting the third place prize? I, the, the finals? I do. I will predict myself getting third with Dawson getting fourth after a 
terrible run. Um, I don't know. I don't... Uh, Jack, I hate to break it to you, but that third place prize belongs to me if I'm not getting the gold. I've gotten third every single year since college has started, um, except for the year that I got first over your boys. So uh, if you want that bronze, I'm sorry, it is not yours. You got to stick with your silver. <laughs> yeah. Well, definitely interesting one. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm glad that we could get this one out to you boys. Uh, happy election day! I hope you boys uh, <laughs> make your fab moves and then Pokemon go to the polls. Uh, <laughs> if anyone else can think of a good. Uh, fantasy uh 2022 relevant midterm stroke please put it in the group me um the winning team will get a shout out on uh next week's pod um jack joe any last thoughts i'm just really happy that uh joe russell was able to join us this week and i'm throwing it out there i got two <laughs> we got to do a thanksgiving meetup and we should look at uh going to the chiefs game together Ooh. Happy to be on the pod. Look forward to seeing all the boys over Thanksgiving. That will be a rivalry week, part right, two. Yeah. Um, Joe, thank you again so much. Hope you enjoy your glory days at LFK. Bring home another goalpost. And until next time, uh, yeah, have a good week. I can't stop this feeling deep inside of me. Girl, you just don't realize what you do to me When you hold me in your arms so tight You let me know everything's alright